Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. The NCAA put the kibosh to practicing off-campus during spring break, but they didn't say you couldn't go to Rome for a few practices and a great educational experience. More on that in just a minute. We are nearing the midway point of the Big Ten basketball season, and it's been up and down yin and yang for Coach John Beeline's team. But if Thursday's near-miss against Wisconsin and Saturday's all-out effort win against Illinois are any indication, we might be turning the corner. Michigan great and radio color analyst Terry Mills with the IMG Michigan Radio Network told me John Beeline knows how to put the puzzle together and he thinks we're about to see things get better for the Michigan Hoops team. Before we bring Terry on board, a few news and notes to get us started. Michigan football will officially spend part of its spring practice schedule in Rome, the program of course announced on Monday, and it will hold three of its 15 spring practices at the facility of AS Roma, a professional soccer club located in Italy's capital city. The trip will take place in April, after finals toward the end of winter semester. Michigan, which called the trip a special educational and football experience, set in a release on Monday. During the trip to Rome, the Wolverines will be immersed in the culture of Italy. The team will visit historic landmarks, spend time with youth at orphanages, and visit deployed U.S. military in the country, amongst other team activities, the release said. The experience will culminate with a youth clinic, and the team will play a scrimmage that will be open to the Italian public. Added Wolverine head coach Jim Harbaugh, we are looking forward to providing our student-athletes with a great educational, cultural, and international football experience. I am excited that our student-athletes will be able to take advantage of this amazing educational opportunity, be exposed to another culture, and be ambassadors for the United States and the University of Michigan during our visit to Rome. We'll hear plenty more about this story in the coming weeks. This time of year, we usually turn our focus to Michigan basketball, but it seems this year's team has not sparked much enthusiasm. This week could change things, though. We have a big opportunity to turn the corner and get ready to make a run at the NCAA tournament. Terry Mills thinks this team has what it takes, and he knows their coach does. They have a lot of work to do, though. T. Mills joins me next on our game day segment here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. With us on our game day segment this week is the radio color analyst on the IMG Michigan Basketball Network on the radio side and Michigan great Terry Mills. Great to have you back with us, Terry. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. Well, last week, Michigan played well on the road against Wisconsin, Terry, and then on Saturday at home, turned in arguably the best performance of the season in a win against Illinois. So two solid performances back-to-back. Do you get a sense this team is maybe ready to turn the corner? I do get that sense. You know, I, I think they're trying to make a solid effort and commitment on the defensive end right now. And when you see this Michigan team go through a little struggle offensively, they're still hanging their head on their defense. And that's the type of team that you have to have to be because, in my opinion, offense 
kind of comes and goes, but you kind of need your defense to be your mainstay. Well, let's talk about a couple of areas of concern with his team. You just mentioned one, the defense. Coach B last week talked about bad angles, late rotations being the biggest problem with the defense. How do you change that at this stage of the season? Well, you know, first of all, it's got to start with trust. You know, you've got to, you know, be a player to say, hey, if my man gets by me, then the next guy would step up, and then the next guy step up and rotate to his guy. So it's kind of a mindset that you have to have, first of all. And once you get that mindset and then you got that trust, then I think that that makes a world of a difference. And if you look at the makeup of this Michigan team, you know, they get a lot of blow-bys on the perimeter, but I think the main thing is that they don't have a rim protector or a shot blocker that could probably alleviate some of that pressure, you know, when they get, you know, the uh, offensive guys to go by it. We've heard coaches say for years the defense is just hard work. The last two weeks, or the last two games, I should say, Wisconsin and Illinois, it, it seemed to me that the, the defense had really stepped it up. They were just attacking on the perimeter as opposed to what we had seen earlier in the year. Yeah, and, you know, I always use the uh, catchphrase of do your work early. And I think that that's what the Michigan men are trying to do right now. You know, not decide, hey, well, let's let them run our offense, let them run their offense, and then we'll decide to do something about it. When you start denying and getting out there and, and working the minute they cross half court, that makes a world of a difference. Well, another area of concern, at least for some of us, is the lack of penetration at times from the guards. We know this is a perimeter offense, but on Saturday against Illinois, we attacked the paint with success. Do you think Coach B is trying to get his perimeter guys to attack that lane more and back these defenses up? Yeah, just play downhill basketball. I think, you know, when you look at this Michigan team, sometimes they come out, you may hit two or three threes, and then that's the way they want to play. And I think you got to have a mix of the two, you know, playing inside and out. And I think if you start the game by trying to get downhill and create, then that'll open up those uh, those outside shots. And I think that's the way they're starting to play right now. Well, let's talk about the uh, the rotation that we're seeing right now, uh, Terry. Uh, Coach B, uh, looks like he's tinkering with that rotation a bit right now. Do you think that's going to continue until he just finds that five or eight guys that click together? Yeah, I think so. I think this is a makeup of a team that, you know, if you come in, you practice well, you're starting to catch on, then you're going to get your opportunity. And, and you know, right now we're just trying to find some type of consistency. Uh, you know, game in and game out, you know, we'll have where the guards play well, you know, the bigs may have so-so games and then and vice versa. But I think just trying to get everybody on that same page has probably been the biggest uh, biggest adjustment. Well, DJ Wilson and Mo Wagner have been pleasant surprises, at least I think so this year. Both of those kids seem to have big upsides, don't they, Terry? Yes, they do. You know, I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of those two players. I mean, they're maturing very fast, you know, and, and really holding each other accountable. And I mean, when you're uh, the big guys, the four and the five, you got to work work together and work off one another. And you're probably one of the main guys in the rotation that, you know, if your guy rolls to the basket, you got to count on me to pick him, pick him up. So I think when you look at this Michigan team, that four and five combo there are working together extremely hard. You know, one of the guys that, that a lot of us would like to see get more time in that rotation is Xavier Simpson. Of course, he's backing up Derek Walton Jr. Do you think it's just been a really tough transition? You're coming from high school to the Big Ten and the Division One ball for him, Terry? Well, you know, it, it's a big transition. You know, I always tell, tell guys and young players when you come in, and I was probably one of the ones the same way that, you know, high school doesn't prepare you for college. 
at, at all as far as basketball is concerned because you don't know the defensive rotations and, you know, a lot of offensive sets. And, you know, when, when I had an opportunity to talk with Xavier Simpson, he just said that a lot of this was real overwhelming. You know, just when he think he gets it, they got to move on to something else. So I think he's trying hard and he's getting it. And, uh, you know, I got to give him a lot of credit for his on-ball defense. You know, I think he's probably our best on-ball defensive player out on the perimeter because, uh, I mean, he's kind of a lockdown defender. He's tough. He's not going to get pushed around. And I think the rest of it are calm. You know, I mean, he gets in there, he runs the offense, he does what he has to do. He just, you know, once he starts to get more aggressive and more assertive, as the season goes on, he'll get better. Well, the leaders on this team, Terry or Zach Irvin, Derek Walton Jr., both senior captains, but you know them well. They don't seem to be real vocal guys. You know, a lot of captains you, you see that are rah-rah, they're out there on the floor all the time picking up the guys. Talk about their play so far this season, and if you think, are they the kind of guys that are capable of leading this team upward down that season home stretch? Uh, I think they definitely those type of guys. I mean, when you look at those guys, you said that they're not very vocal out on the basketball court they kind of lead by example but the one guy i've seen step up vocally has been Derek walton jr you know if you've seen out there pointing and huddling the guys up and getting them and if i'm not mistaken i think both of those guys called a uh, team meeting a players only meeting that you know just trying to hold each other accountable and, and i think it's, it's definitely paying off i mean it's no substitute for winning i mean winning takes care of all problems so I think as long as this team can continue to to get better as games go on, they'll be okay. Well, we've talked about the uh, defensive woes of the team so far this season, but, you know, overall, it just seems like at times that this team is so close to breaking through, but they can't turn the corner in, in, in doing that. In your opinion, what will it take to get this team popping on all cylinders the rest of the way? Well, I think you just got to continue to work at it. You know, Mike, what you have is, You've got kids that are used to doing things a certain way, and all of a sudden, it's very easy to go back to bad habits. You know, you work, you say, hey, trust me, this is what's going to happen on the rotation, and, you know, you'll go right back to doing bad habits. So it's just the fact that when you have bad habits, they're hard to break, and, and once you start to trust and believe in the system, then things will get better. With us here on our game day segment this week, talking about Michigan basketball is a Michigan great Terry Mills, also color analyst on the uh, the radio side of the Michigan Basketball Network. Terry, much was made the last week of uh, one of the Illinois players commenting that Michigan was a white-collar team. Sort of, uh, well, he was insinuating they weren't tough. Uh, do you think this team needs to play tougher or with more of a sense of urgency, or is that just overblown? No, I just think they need to play with more of a sense of urgency whatsoever. I mean, Illinois that came out, I mean, just shooting the ball red hot when they were in Champaign. And, you know, for him to make a comment like that, I'm sure that he wish he could take it back or use some other word. But, you know, comments like that shouldn't have to motivate a team. You know, I mean, maybe it did, maybe it didn't, who knows. But you shouldn't be have to be motivated at this level. You should be ready to go and, and not take this game for granted. Well, as we all know, we're in the midst of uh, what could be described as a brutal stretch of games right now into uh, mid-February, Indiana at home on Thursday, and a national game with Michigan State in their place on Sunday. This is a big week for Michigan basketball, Terry. Yes, it is. It's a big stretch, and, you know, whether it's, you know, the guys getting some rest, the guys focusing in on, on first game first with Indiana, and, you know, this Big Ten season has been very bizarre. You know I mean? To say the least, I don't, I don't know. 
you know, which teams are going to show up on which days and, you know, what teams match up well with what teams. I mean, it, it's just been something different in my experience. You know, you, you look at a game the other day where, you know, Michigan, you're probably on paper saying, hey, Michigan's not going to have a chance against Wisconsin. And Michigan comes in and probably plays some of their best basketball in the, in this Big Ten season. So, you know, you take it game by game and you see what happens. I think Michigan, you know, last week before they played Illinois, I think they were down around the 13th spot. And then all of a sudden you win that game and now you move up to the seventh spot. So that's just how bizarre this season is. I think everyone would agree with you on that. But if we could find a way to win both of those games this week again at home on Thursday against Wisconsin and then against the Spartans in East Lansing, that would put us at 5-4 and four here at the midway point of the Big Ten season. And again, that's why this week is so important because it really would position us nicely for the second half of the season, wouldn't it, Terry? Yes, it would. And, and I mean, you're playing two tough teams. But, you know, like I said, first of all, you got to take care of home. It's so hard to win on the road in the Big Ten. You just got to take care of home to start with, you know, and I think Michigan will match up well with both of those teams. And it's just depending on what kind of energy and what kind of fire Michigan comes out with, because you can basically get your stuff right back in the, in the thick of things if you can pull these two games out. You know, one thing Michigan fans know, I think, is that everywhere John Beeline has coached, his teams have gotten better as the season progresses. It's sort of the hallmark of a, a John Beeline coach team. Do you have any reason to believe that won't happen again this year, Terry? No, I mean, I've been around long enough, and I don't believe that will happen. And I think it was it was a probably a little test for Coach because he was trying to figure it out, and he was like, I'm the captain of this ship, and it's up to me to figure it out, you know, whether, you know, changing plays or motivating or whatever it is. I mean, you just don't, don't win as many games as Coach Beeline has won and, and not figure it out. Well, that's right, and I think fans have to take that into consideration, even though it's been frustrating so far, uh, especially during Big Ten play. Let's see what happens uh, down the stretch here. And I know you haven't seen everyone in the conference yet. You alluded to uh, what a wacky Big Ten season it's been so far, and it has. Uh, But of the teams you've seen play so far, uh, which one or two of those has impressed you the most? Well, I think Wisconsin has probably been the one that has impressed me the most so far that I've seen. I mean, they've got a uh, uh, offense is very confusing with a lot of back picks. And if you're not out there talking and communicating, I mean, they're going to beat up on you pretty bad. And I, I think your, your second team, I haven't seen them play, but I, I know what they're all about. And that'll be that Purdue team. I mean, just big inside players and they want to punch the ball inside, which puts a lot of pressure on your bigs, on your opposing bigs. And we haven't seen Northwestern yet, but uh, the way they're playing right now, they're somewhat of a surprise, aren't they? Yeah, they're a surprise. You know, Northwestern used to be a team that, you know, you could put on your calendar the automatic win, and, and that's not that's not the case anymore. I mean, this, this team is uh, competing at a very high level on the road, at home. So, I mean, teams that play Northwestern right now got their work cut out for them, and, and I'm happy for Coach Chris Collins. I think he's doing a wonderful job. And, you know, his players are starting to believe in him. He's starting to get his recruits in there. So, I mean, you got another team that's in the fray in the Big Ten. Well, absolutely you do. After this week, it's only the midway point of the season, the Big Ten conference season, that is. But, you know, if you watch uh, enough basketball during the week, and it's there for us every night, if you listen to the guys on ESPN and even on BTN, I keep hearing the Big Ten Conference is mediocre this year. And again, we're only midway through the season. 
we have the tournaments uh, to, you know, really gauge how good or bad the Big Ten Conference is when it's all said and done. But what's your take overall on the talent level uh, in the Big Ten right now, Terry? Well, I think the talent level is there. There's no question. But I think everybody's probably pretty much playing on the same level playing field. It is what it is. And, and you're pretty much beating up on each other. And uh, I told my partner, Matt Shepard, that I feel like five or six losses in the Big Ten Conference are probably winning. And that's usually unheard of. You usually, you know, two or three losses usually gets it in the Big Ten. But I, I think it's going to be five or six that actually win it this year. Final question for you, Terry. Uh, right now, most folks, uh, most analysts, experts, whatever you want to call them, see Michigan as a bubble team when it comes to the NCAA tournament consideration. And again, we're, we have half of the big, more than half of the Big Ten season left to play. But do you think Michigan has to be 500 in conference play or better to get into the tournament? Well, I think 500 or better. I, I think that when you look at this Big Ten conference, I, I, you know, we normally can get, you know, maybe seven or eight. I think we might be looking at a year where maybe only five get in, you know, because of, you know, how we're beating up on each other. So Michigan would definitely need some more signature wins. I mean, they've got some good wins against Marquette and, and SMU, but, you know, not no terrible losses that I can really see out there. I mean, Virginia Tech comes in and win, but I'll tell you what, they've been beating up on some people like Duke and other teams out there. So um, you can't worry about the ratings. The only thing you can do is worry about yourself and your team and, you know, find out signature wins to kind of solidify your resume. Well, amen to that. And again, this is a big week for Michigan basketball with uh, Indiana at home. They took care of uh, Michigan State in their place over the weekend. And of course, we head to East Lansing on Sunday. So a lot of good things can happen this week. We'll have to wait and see. My guest today has been Michigan great Terry Mills, color analyst on the IMG Michigan Basketball Network. Terry, uh, we look forward to having you back next month and talking about where Michigan is at that point. So, again, we look forward to the visit, and thank you for your time, Terry. Well, I appreciate it, Mike, and I'll be looking forward to it. Quick Hits is next as we wrap it up for another week here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. On Quick Hits today, as we discussed with Terry Mills, it is a big week for Michigan men's basketball. Take care of business at home against Indiana on Thursday, and then get a W in East Lansing on Sunday, and things will look a lot better for this team. Coach B has been around a long time and knows how to put the pieces together. That said, these are two big games, and we could see the team turn the corner. In other news, sophomore Caitlin Flaherty led all scorers with 27 points, and was one of four players in double figures, guiding Michigan women's basketball to an 84-51 road win over Nebraska on Sunday at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Flaherty paced Michigan offensively, turning in her 27 points on 10-for-15 shooting from the floor, including a 4-for-7 showing from three-point range. Sophomore Nicole Munger turned in a season-high 18 points on 6-for-9 shooting, hitting 4-for-6 from behind the arc including a buzzer beater at the end of the second quarter. Classmate Hallie Tome just missed a double-double, going for 15 points and 8 boards, with freshman Kizray Gondrazek recording 13 points, 2 boards, and 4 assists. Senior Sierra Thompson directed the offense yet again, handing out 7 assists. Junior Jillian Dunstan held Nebraska's Jessica Shepard 
to just four points while going for two points and six boards for U of M. Michigan returns to Chrysler Center on Wednesday to host Northwestern at 7 p.m. They are 16-5 overall, 5-2 in the Big Ten. Hockey earned a 2-2 regulation tie at Michigan State on Saturday night at Munn Ice Arena. The Wolverines won the ensuing shootout 1-0 on a goal from sophomore forward Cooper Merity, earning two points in the Big Ten standings. Michigan dropped the Friday evening contest to the Spartans at Yost. Michigan returns to action in two weeks, February 3rd and 4th, when it plays host to Ohio State for two games. The Maize and Blue went 1-1 last season against the Buckeyes at Yost Arena and dropped the one game played down in Columbus. Michigan is 8-12-2 overall, 1-6-1 in the Big Ten. If you get the show from iTunes, please take a minute to rate us or leave a comment. Our free show app is available from the iTunes and Google Play stores, and you can now hear us on iHeartRadio. Just do a search for The Michigan Man and save us to your stations or favorites. Next Wednesday is National Signing Day, and of course we tape the program on Tuesday so we are a day early. As we've done the last few years, we'll let the dust settle on the signing of the stars, and then on February 7th, we'll have Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports on with us to discuss the class. I hope to have a Michigan man extra for you sometime this week. Keep an eye out on Facebook or Twitter for a published date. My guest is going to be the Beave, uh, Jay Flannelly of Endzone fame. We'll talk about Michigan football, his buddy Tom Brady and the Patriots, and I'm sure a lot of other interesting topics. So again, please keep an eye out on Twitter and Facebook for that later this week, and we'll let you know when the show airs. That will do it for today. Thanks again to Michigan great Terry Mills for being my guest. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Until next time, have a great Wolverine week, everyone. Take care, and as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!